This is Tennessee Talks with United States Congressman Tim Burchett. Welcome to another episode of Tennessee Talks. Today I'm joined by Ryan Graves, the first active duty pilot to come forward to Congress about UAPs, or what we like to call UFOs. In 2022, he attended a House Intelligence Committee hearing on UAPs, but he was uh, he was not allowed to speak. I invited him to be a witness at the House Oversight Committee hearings in UAPs we held in July, where he testified alongside Commander David Fravor and David Grush. He also uh, is the founder of Americans for, for Safe Aerospace and the host of Merge of the Merge podcast. Ryan, I want to thank you so much for joining me here today. And um, we'll just get off, start off me asking a few questions, if that's okay with you, brother. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm ready to go. All right. Well, what led you to become so outspoken about this issue? Well, I became so outspoken about this issue primarily in 2017 when I noticed a New York Times article with a video recording of uh, pilots from my squadron, and they were reacting to something they were seeing on their sensors. And I was there when that was recorded, and I had left not too shortly afterwards. And my presumption, perhaps naively, was that the issue would continue to get uh, moved up the chain, it would continue to uh, go through the system, and it would get revolved through the means that were available to it. But when that article came out, I realized that there weren't proper mechanisms for this to move forward, and that's really why I started to speak out. I called my colleagues that were still flying on the East and West Coast and asked if it was still a problem, and lo and behold, it was, and I realized it just wasn't going to get resolved within the normal mechanisms. So the Navy is, was uh, was not in the end of full disclosure about this issue as the other branches, obviously. And then you went on to found um, Americans for Safe Aerospace, which advocates for aerospace safety and national security related to the UAP issue. Uh, what inspired you to create this organization? Well, we were seeing a need. We were seeing a need from a, a lack of maturing conversation within the general media. And we were seeing a need to better educate representatives like yourself on Capitol Hill to be able to talk about this and to educate, at least from the perspectives of commercial pilots and military pilots, what we've had to deal with. And so we created Americans for Safe Aerospace to, to fill that role and use the traditional tools of D.C. Uh, and Capitol Hill to be able to move the conversation forward. Would it surprise you any that, that the bill that I had that was uh... – an amendment that it was attached to the FAA reauthorization that said um, if someone spots a UAP or UFO or an anomaly in the air and um, and then and they make that report to the FAA that they would in fact make an identical report to Congress and that that bill was refused uh, you know it was told I, I, that it was not even going to be brought wasn't even allowed to be brought up and I said by whose direction and it and he said the intelligence community, not the intelligence committee, but the intelligence community. Does that surprise you any? Well, that does surprise me just on his face as you wouldn't expect them to have their, their hands in that process. But um, that's really part of the problem we've been seeing here. There seems to be this fine line between safety and national security. And we seem to be right on the cusp of that. We don't seem to be able to really get the attention, I think, of the stakeholders in the Department of Defense to say, hey, this is a serious issue that we need to actually pay attention to. And I say that based off of conversations I've had with some of my former colleagues who 
even a couple months ago have called me on my phone after a flight to say they had a UAP issue and or at least someone in their flight did and they didn't know what to do with that information. Uh, so although the laws are, are moving forward, although the orders are coming out across the Department of Defense, we're still seeing that on the operational side, the, the actual knowledge and education isn't quite there yet. So but you would say that it's a little rough going right now. So Absolutely. Okay. Okay. The head of the Pentagon's all domain, all domain um, excuse me, anomaly resolution office is stepping down soon. Uh, what would you like to see from that office under the new leadership? Well, I, I hope they continue to move in a direction that uh, meets Congress's demands. Uh, there have been a number of programs that have recently stood up, such as the website uh, and other mechanisms for public reporting. But uh, so far as I see it, I don't believe the intent of Congress has been met uh, by that office quite yet. And so I hope that that leader is empowered to be able to have all the authorities necessary for someone in that position, Title 50, Title 10 authorities, but expect them to uh, at least potentially declassify the security classification guidelines so that there is some understanding of why this this conversation is so secret. Um, and I would expect them to continue to engage the public uh, in this conversation so that the it's not a conversation that's just led and dealt with rumors. That's the problem lately is we keep these secrets and people build their own opinions on the outside. Well, let me ask you further on that point. Why would the government want to hide anything or any information about these UAPs? Well, that's a great question. Um, I, I imagine there's always going to be some level of classification in this conversation. I would imagine that there is going to be sensitivity around the ways and means that we collect information. And if we're going to have information about things we see with those ways and means, and of course, there's going to be some limitations to what we can talk about. But the essence of what's being seen, if there is something that represents a fundamental truth about our reality, I don't believe the government has the ability to classify that. I'm glad to hear you say that. I I see a lot of, um, I don't know if dissatisfaction is, the, or discouragement, I guess is a better term I hear with a lot of the pilots that I've talked to that have that have had sightings in the past and just the treatment they've gotten. I know um, Senator Schumer just um, brought forth the UAP Disclosure Act. Um, what, what do you, have you had a chance to review that and what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a, I have had a chance to review that. It's a, appears to be a powerful piece of legislation. Um, just as a summary on, on its core, it's intended to essentially present uh, all UAP information that the government owns with a presumption of disclosure as right to the public. Um, with that legislation, it will also create a nine-person panel or committee that will be appointed by the president that will be congressionally confirmed. Uh, and that panel will be responsible for making that final determination whether that information that uh, now has that presumption of disclosure uh, is a national security issue that should be withheld or whether it should continue uh, forward to the American people and to the world. Um, and I think that's a necessary valve. We've created the mechanisms to collect this information with the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, but without, I think, a civilian oversight panel to be able to declassify the information, the public is never going to be able to trust what comes out uh, of the office or what doesn't come out. I guess my biggest fear is, is they've modeled it after the um, the Kennedy assassination, um, you know, where they um, were 
release of, the, of that information. And here it is 60 years since that's happened. And we still, they're still trickling stuff out. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, they can, they have 300 days to turn over any information on UAPs after the request is made. And under certain circumstances, I'm just afraid that the president's going to appoint nine people that everything is going to be a security, you know, a security issue. And we won't get to the bottom of any of it. I, we're not getting to the bottom of it now. So I just hope we're not la adding another layer of bureaucracy. So that that's my concern with it. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah. I, You've delved into it pretty deep, and I appreciate your opinion very much. You would know more than probably myself, I would say. Well, here's the part of the program that I, I always begrudgingly do, and I always hate it, but I'm a, I, I ask you to ask, you can ask me anything you want. <laughs> very well. Well, I, I would like to ask you how you think that the, the Schumer Amendment might be strengthened whether you think there is uh, a way to maybe – well, actually, let me let me back that up. Let me back that up and say it seemed like one of the core issues with the amendment that you identified was can the people on the board be trusted? Will the American people trust the people on that board, and will they actually do the right thing? Who do you think would be a good candidate to be on such a board? I don't know. And I don't know how, if it's going to be like the UN Security Council and one person has the right to stop anything. I hope it's a majority rule with nine. I hope they have to have five. But I, um, and I just hope it's not, I don't know who I'd put on it. I just, I'm just, I'm just tired of the line about this issue. And I'm tired of talking to pilots who've seen things that are not allowed to come forward for whatever reason. And, um, and I'm tired of the federal government and the Pentagon just always, always dragging their heels on this issue. And we haven't, you know, we've since 19, at least 1947, we've been told they don't exist. But now opinion polls are showing that, in fact, America believes something does exist. And I think the folks at the Pentagon and some of these other departments are smelling dollars and they're they're looking for a way to study it. I know NASA came out with their latest report. I think it's over 50 pages. And, uh, you know, I don't need a report. I just want somebody to, I just want them to come out with the information. That's my thing. I'm, I'm like the rest of America. I think they're very discouraged and they're waiting on something, but I, I just don't see, um, this government being very forthcoming with that information and that, and that discourages me about it a bit, but I, I that's why I bet I just keep, I just keep fighting it. So uh, I just have one more question, Congressman, sure. if you still have time. You can call uh, me, Tim. We're good. Roger that, Tim. Um, what What are the next steps for Congress further validating uh, what Mr. Grush said under oath? Yeah, well, well, I guess the trick is, and it's it's kind of a double edged sword, is to get him in the skiff. But unfortunately, what somebody says in a skiff, then it becomes secret, um, and then it is not you're not allowed to discuss it. And so um, I, I, I'm a little leery of that. I'm just a little leery of that. I'm hoping that we can have another committee meeting and discuss it and bring in some more experts like yourself to discuss what's going on. I'd like to bring in some people that maybe work in some of these departments that they claim didn't exist, but now they're saying do exist and talking to them about the processes that need to happen and exactly some of the reports that have been given to them and, and where they are and if in fact they can they can talk a little bit about them and let us know, you know, what's going on with it. But um, it's 
it's not moving. It's, it, government moves like a glacier, pretty much, as you know. And um, I would like to see it move a little faster. So we're just going to keep pushing, and that's that's where I hope we're 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 headed with this thing. I I, I still, you know, disclosure. I don't know what that's even going to look like. I can't imagine. I wish we get a president in because they all say they're going to release, just like the Kennedy files. They all say they're going to release them, but that gamut they never do. They it's never do. Promise to give up once you get in there. Yeah, yeah. Somebody whispers in their ear, and I'm afraid they're compromised some way, somehow, and um, or threatened or what have you. And so, I, you know, it just seems to me that that that's should be something that comes out. But I'm afraid it's not going to happen until somebody walks out of one of these non-governmental labs with information, photos, actual material, and they're they they get it out faster than then they can be arrested, basically. And I don't want them to be espionage or anything illegal, but but we've we we're at that point in this country where people just don't trust uh, Congress and it's for good reason. And I think this would go a long ways towards doing that. But anyway, hey, I want to thank you for joining me today. You were a key witness in our hearing back in July. And I it wouldn't have been as a success without you, I don't think. Um you've been pushing for more transparency from our government on the on the ufo issue for a long time i want to thank you for all you do and i want to thank our listeners for joining me for another episode of tennessee talks appreciate y'all seeing me here thanks for listening to this episode of tennessee talks please subscribe to the show on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast keep up with congressman burchett by following rep tim burchett on twitter and instagram and congressman tim burchett on facebook and youtube